I'm Sharika. And I'm Megan. And, and this, this is, is The In Between. Hey guys, welcome back to our very, no, it's not our first, second. it's our second, our very second, <laughs> our very mm-hmm. second episode of the In Between Podcast, and um, we're excited to be back here with you today. We have some, hopefully, exciting stuff to talk about. We'll see. Um, yeah, exciting, maybe painful. You we'll know, see. you know, it's all in how you interpret it, you know, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, we're just going to have, as always, a very... Um, organic conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just so everyone listening ahead of time kind of knows, if you're looking for a podcast that is really scripted or edited a lot, this is going to drive you crazy because <laughs> our goal in this is to make you feel like you are either a part of a conversation mm-hmm. over a cup of coffee or maybe you're just sitting in the coffee shop listening mm-hmm. to us talking but we are not going to edit very often. Um, sometimes we will if one of us says something or someone we're interviewing says something that we decide. Just has to come Actually, out. I don't want that in <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I changed my mind. I don't mm. want people to know that yet. Mm-hmm. We'll edit that out. Um, but for the most part, we're just going to publish as is. So if we stumble, we stumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if we backtrack a little, if one of us changes our mind in the midst of a conversation, is like, actually, no. Like, yeah. I don't think I believe that. Then we can. That's okay. Yeah. We'll just go But I mean, I think that'll make for a more organic conversation yeah. and more honest conversation. Um, so we'll have our talk, our tea or our coffee or whatever. We welcome yeah. you to bring your tea or coffee. Um, yeah. Sit with us, chat with us. And hopefully um, it'll cause you to have questions or discussion topics or comments. Yeah. And we'll look forward to hearing those. Um, and then we'll just keep having the conversation. That's yep. the goal. So, yes. So today... Um, we have a couple things we want to talk about, but one thing that really hit me, um, that I wanted us to kind of uh, look at today was from an article from, uh, one of the, tr- she reads truth writers. Yes. And, she, um, reads truth. she reads truth. It's called time well spent. Just that <laughs> title itself, um, can be very debatable, um, depending on what we're talking about, what we're thinking about. Um, and I just, that really like stuck with me. And so I want to read a quote from that. And just see how it hits us. So it says, chances are, if we got to map out the seasons of our lives, we'd probably handpick the experiences that make us feel the most alive and at ease. It's natural to long for moments where we find ourselves on the more comfortable side of Solomon's equations, healing, building, laughing, dancing, and loving. But to completely bypass times of restlessness, loss, and sorrow would ultimately rob us of the necessary and beautiful process of growth. No one welcomes pain, but we can learn to embrace what it stirs inside of us, a deep, desperate longing for the presence of our Savior. Hmm. Yeah? Yeah. How do, you, how do you feel about that? I mean, 100% we would rather just take the good, the, mm-hmm. you know end result of things, the healing end, all of that. But mm-hmm. um, in Ecclesiastes, where it's talking all about, you know, there's a time to die. There's mm-hmm. a time to kill, mm-hmm. which is, that's a totally other topic yeah. where, you know, yeah. it's a time to weep, a time to mourn, like mm-hmm. those things. It's like, I don't want any of that. Right. But I want a time to heal, mm-hmm. a time to laugh, a time to dance. Yeah. Um, how do you have a time to heal when there's no 
Right. Yeah. Right. You need one for the other, right. but that's not to me. The article saying time well spent. I'm like that's not time well spent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the yeah. painful process. I mean, the time to mourn is not time well spent. No, that's my initial. Like mm-hmm. looking back later, I can be like, oh, okay, maybe that was time well spent in like a not a um <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Time well spent but not like I liked being beaten down. I liked mm-hmm, mm-hmm. feeling that, mm-hmm. but what ended up coming out of it. Right. Um I could see that there was something in it then that I couldn't see. Mm-hmm. Like there was something meaningful or whatever, but still to say like that morning. Could you see that it was worth it? Right. That I have a hard time with. <laughs> that yeah. worth it thing mm-hmm. I have a hard time with because I look at my life and at other people's lives and I'm like, to say that it's worth it mm-hmm. sounds like you're like a sadist. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that abuse you went through. Mm-hmm. It was totally worth it. The growth you got now. Yeah. The maturity like, you have. Hell no. Yeah. That was childhood abuse in no way is like mm-hmm. worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that wording I think yeah. is hard. So that's why it's like time well spent. Yeah. Was my time in childhood well spent? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I yeah, could, I could you know? say that. Yeah. I mean, I think what really when you talk about the Ecclesiastes, am I saying that mm-hmm. right? Chapter three, um, it, it just hit me for the first time that, you know, a lot of times we say, oh, you know, God didn't do that to you. Um, God didn't cause that, but he will redeem it. Um, but to see this written this way, that there is a time to do this, a time to do that. Makes me think either the writer of Ecclesiastes was going through the same type of conversation that we're going through right now and thinking these things through, or was it that the Lord thinks it's worth it? Like, what does he think it's time well spent? Um, When we look at the scripture, uh, verse 11, it says, he will make all things beautiful and it's time. How do, you, how do you define beautiful, Lord? What are you saying? Like, um, And so, yeah, I wonder, is it that we'll always, at the end of it, be able to see it but not see it in the moment? Or if some things we just won't ever see the way he sees? Or even if he does see it the way we're explaining it? Right. Those are some yeah. really good questions. <laughs> and again, we're, we are not promising to ever have all the answers. Right. Um, but those are the things that I think, like... Um, and I think that it's important that we continue to at least have the conversation um, and ask him, like, God, what are you saying about that? What are you, what are you saying? Like uh, this, ch- this first John chapter 12, verse 24 says, true, truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains by itself. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Um, yeah. When I, I look at trees, I, I learn a lot from plants and trees. And when I see um, trees dying, like you could look at it and feel depressed when you when fall is happening and winter happens. But we know that if that doesn't happen, then there aren't more trees and it, it doesn't multiply. Um, and how do we apply that to our own lives, but in a real way? And so, I mean, I, think, I feel like it's different um, with every circumstance. It's not something we can kind of like cookie cut um, and say, oh, well, of course, if you just let that die, it's going to multiply and yeah. it's going to be great. You know, um, everybody's Saturday is different and it's not easy to like box into 
Mm-hmm. And so those verses are always. Um, so yeah, anyway, it just kind of hit me. What is time well spent? Um, and are we able to have those conversations and those questions? So, Yeah. Yeah, it is definitely, I think you and I can sit here mm-hmm. and talk about it. But I think in general, we would have to be careful um, mm-hmm. because I've sat in churches where the pastor's talking about things like this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, you know, saying, you know, that it's worth it or yep. but God or whatever. And I have but God tattooed on me. Yeah. Like, yep. you know, what you meant for evil, yep. what God meant for good. Right. Um, Even that, what the enemy, the same thing that the enemy meant for evil God meant for good? Right. Exact circumstance? Right. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I struggle with it. I have it tattooed on me. Yeah. But I still struggle with it. Yeah. Because hearing preachers Mm -hmm. and different people say these things were worth it. God's going to bring something out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he works all things together for the good for those that love him. Okay, well, what if I never see Mm -hmm. the good? What if it's always painful? Mm -hmm. What if, you know, what does that mean for me in my life? Um, So I think that we do need to be, like, really careful in Mm -hmm. how we speak to people and stuff. It's not that it's not truth, but we don't want to take it and use it as a way to disguise the fact that we're just saying get over it. Right. Yeah. Just get over it. Yep. Move past it. Everyone else has. We're doing great. Mm-hmm. We're happy. Have faith. Move on. You're fine. Yes. It's not happening to you now. What are right. you complaining about? Let's yep. go. It's in your past. Mm-hmm. Keep your past there. It's different. Mm-hmm. You know, or use it here. to help others. Use it for your testimony. And never deal with the fact that you're crying inside. Right. But use it for other right. people. Yeah. 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 You should be fine by now. Right. So I just want to be careful that that's not how we're using these scriptures. Right. Um, but again, I, I feel like... Again, it depends on the circumstance, right? And so I wonder, have, have you gone through an experience or a time where you can kind of look back and see how God has used it or how he has, in better words, redeemed the time and shown you how? It was time well spent. Yeah. <laughs> or at least valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. I can say that there are some things that... I still look back on, mm-hmm. um, which would probably be more like childhood, mm-hmm. where I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Like, I've had a lot of healing in those areas, um, but I don't really know how um, how I could say it was time well spent, or mm-hmm. it was worth it, or whatever. And in some ways, I don't even know if I can see how God has like made it matter yet, yeah. even. But... There are other things that I have seen. Oh, okay. It's still hard to say this is time well spent. It was time well spent um, because it was hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, like three years ago, uh-huh. um, I had to stop drinking. You had to stop. I had to stop. Mm-hmm. Drinking was a favorite pastime. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. And... It got to the point where I was drinking every day. Mm -hmm. Um, I would be late to places or just not go if it meant I couldn't have a drink before I went. Um, And, I mean, it got to the point where I could not go a day without 
having at least one drink. So it wasn't, I justified, you know, I'm not drinking a six pack or a 12 pack. I have like one or two, sometimes three mm. at night, but you know, so I'm not an alcoholic. Like right. I'm totally fine. Right. Um, but it got to the point where I had to have it every day. And the only thing that brought me joy was knowing that that alcohol was at home waiting oh. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a friend who <laughs> drinks and it's fine, you know, with drinking, whatever, finally be like, you have a problem. Like, I'm really concerned for you. Um, because I had called her one night. I was on my way home. The stores were closed. I was going to get home really late. And I was like, I don't have any. I was drinking hard seltzer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any hard seltzer at home. You have to leave some outside for me. Wow. And she did. But then she was like, mm-hmm. we need to talk. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> and there were other things I would drink and drive. Mm. Um, I even had kids in the car at one point when I would drive after drinking because I just couldn't go without drinking. Yeah. Um, and so I actually sat down with a friend who I wasn't planning on telling her anything about the drinking because I didn't really know her that well yet. Mm-hmm. But then she just shared things about like her life yeah. super vulnerably that all of a sudden, before I even realized it, I was like telling her, I think I might have a drinking problem. Wow. And I was just like, wait, did I just say that? Did I just tell this person this? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so from there, um, I didn't stop drinking right then. It took a couple more months before I finally stopped. Um, but when I did, it was not easy. Yeah. It was actually, it was really bad. I spent the next year... The whole first year of sobriety was like hell. Mm. I mean, I cried mm. over not being able to drink. I was angry. I like blamed everybody else. Like, you guys are why I'm miserable yeah. because I'm not drinking because of you. Like, because you were worried or whatever. Um, and so that year was just really, really hard. Mm. Really miserable. Um, I was really sad all the time. I was also going through trauma therapy mm. and I had nothing to numb. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I couldn't opening up stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't then, you know, go home and yeah. drink after therapy. So that year was really rough. Now, three years later, mm-hmm. I can say I'm better off not drinking anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, even though there's times that I still would like to drink. I know that that time was well spent mm-hmm. in like fighting through not drinking, mm-hmm. but it's still hard for me to be like, it was a beautiful time. Yeah. Or, or maybe even understand why God would be okay with you going through that level of pain. Like if, if you know, just having one drink would make me feel better right, right now. <laughs> why is that not the thing that you would want for me? Yeah. As my father, right? You're my father, right? Um, if this is what... I mean, and if, if you're not even going to allow me to have this drink, could you at least make the pain go away? Right. At least make this healing yeah. process a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that was a Saturday that mm-hmm. was really... Like, I did not see any end to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... Friends wouldn't drink around me. Mm-hmm. Liquor cabinets got locked when I w- was around just because it was just a year of so much. Like, I was just sad all the time. 
Um, and I was wanting a drink all the time and like really pissed off that I could not have one. Yeah. And I could have, I could have had a drink any time, but, um, I didn't. Mm -hmm. And you know, looking back, I'm like, why didn't I, I was so miserable. Why didn't I just drink? But I think that was God helping me be a little bit stubborn Mm -hmm. in like, well, I told all of them that I wouldn't drink for like a year. Mm, and you're um, trying to prove a point. Yeah. I think I was, I think some of it honestly yeah. was trying to be like, if I can just not drink for a year, maybe then it'll be like, oh yeah, you're yeah, good. Yeah, you're doing great. You can drink again. Right. It's totally fine. Right. Um, but that Saturday was, I mean, I, like I said, I just did not see a resurrection end. Mm-hmm. Because like now you, you're seeing it. Yes, I can see resurrection in it now because if I was still drinking, I would not be where I am mm-hmm. today in healing um, because I would have kept numbing everything. Yeah, I wouldn't have really felt anything um, because the second I started to feel things and think about things and memories and need to process them, I would have been getting a drink. Right. But instead, I just had to like sit in it. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have other, I have a plethora of coping skills that are really self-destructive oh. but um <laughs> I didn't expect that to be the word yes. you said <laughs> no I have lots of self-destructive coping skills I was like oh I have much better more healthy ways to deal with these no things. I do yeah I do have more healthy things but I'm just saying yeah. that to say it's not like I it's not like drinking was my only self-destructive yeah. vice gotcha I learned for years ways to numb the pain that Mm -hmm. was just really self-destructive um but yeah I do see resurrection in it Mm -hmm. I would not be um in the process of fostering to adopt if I was still drinking every day um and like I said healing wouldn't be like I wouldn't be where I am now with it but um yeah because your Saturday is always a response to your Friday Right. Right. <laughs> so something happened um, that causes this to be an issue that causes you to need to medicate. Yep. Something else is going on. And so you're not necessarily completely done with all those things from Friday. Am I done with them? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, I think so my Friday and we have like a ton of Fridays. Yeah. But I think. I think one of my bigger Fridays is like my whole childhood. Like we can just ball that all up and put it all together. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I spent most of my, I mean, I spent most of my childhood being numb, Mm -hmm. being like, everything's fine. Everything's great. This is how life is. Mm -hmm. Like this is normal. Um, And then my teenage years, it was the same thing, except then we added in, there's just something wrong with me. Like there's something wrong with you. That's why this is Mm -hmm. all this way. And so in my adult life that was just such like muscle memory to say there's something wrong with you you're never going to be good enough um nothing nothing actually happened to you as a kid Mm. and the things that did it really was not a big deal you were dramatic yeah and so that was that was a friday in saying oh actually i think there was maybe some things wrong yeah. In my childhood. And just admitting that yeah. was a huge Friday because then you have to start feeling things that you never felt before. Right. You have to start unpacking these things of like, well, maybe something did happen or 
maybe I'm not as much of a failure as I thought. But right. and then you got to deal with you, right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that was probably my biggest Friday mm-hmm. is my childhood, and that was what I drank to cover up, mm-hmm. um, to not deal with because something in me knew. You can't just deal with like one little thing. It's not going to take five minutes. Mm-hmm. The second I say, actually, this stuff in my childhood was a big deal, everything's going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say in therapy, okay, yes, it was a big deal. Don't really believe you, yeah. but let's work through this. And then yeah. I'm going to go home and drink. Mm-hmm. But when we took that away, that really threw me more into Saturday. I think I would still, if I was still drinking, I would still kind of be at Friday. Mm. Because I wouldn't be dealing with yeah, yeah. the emotions and the things behind you it. You needed that process. And that's hard to explain to people and hard to say. Um, sometimes you need that process. You need to walk through that thing, that hard thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes you need the day in and day out for a year. Yeah. Just about of like crying and being mm-hmm. mad and being like, this yeah. is everyone else's fault. And even God's fault. Like, and even having yeah. that break mo- breaking moment of, you know what, I'm done with you. Yeah. Um, in order to find them. Yeah. Um, so I find it interesting that you're here doing this. Um, <laughs> that's, it's really interesting. I mean, how do you think you, you got to the place with God that this is what you felt like was, was needed? Um, well, I think some of it is because I get a lot of healing in just hashing things out and yeah. processing. Like I'm pretty logical with mm-hmm. things. And so it helps me. To talk it out, Mm -hmm. to go back and forth, Um, but also in the past several years of walking through really intense healing, um, I'm not the only one who walks through really intense healing and who questions God, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not the only one who has felt that the church just doesn't, they they don't comfort, Mm -hmm. and they don't talk about really hard things that much that are just hard mm-hmm. with no answers. Yeah, it's just hard. Doesn't make sense. Right. It's mm-hmm. always like trying to answer it somehow. Yeah. And the answer is always okay. gotta work it out. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's it's all for his good. Yep. It's all for his glory. Okay, well then that just makes me a pawn. Mm. And that has been really difficult for me. But over these past several years of walking through that healing and meeting people along the way and talking and realizing I'm not the only one that feels this way. I'm not the only one walking through healing and I'm not the only one struggling with God and with the church about how do we actually handle pain Yeah, and how do we walk through healing with each other Mm -hmm. and hold each other's stories without trying to fix it, without trying to give all the answers and without trying to make God look good. Right. And it's weird because it's not like, you know, people in pain are making this up. I mean, it's literally in the scripture, like God is talking about pain, but the church for some reason is not talking about right. pain. It's not these people who happen to be in pain who want to force people to talk about it. I mean, he, he talks about it, but we just, we're uncomfortable with it and uncomfortable with the answers um, sometimes. But he always find us, finds a way to bring us back around. Um, I don't know where you are with that journey, but I mean, would you say you and God are friends today? Friends. <laughs> um, acquaintances. Yeah, you're working out, you're having tea together. <laughs> um, so often. I do better with Jesus than I do with like Father God. Mm. Um, 
So I can say all the time, like, I'm mad at Jesus or Mm -hmm. Jesus and I are going to have a talk about this. (laughs) But I rarely talk about God as father. Yeah. So that's that's a relationship that I'm figuring out, working Mm -hmm. out. But I would say that um, even though there's a lot of things I'm kind of still hashing out and probably will for a long time, um, I believe that Jesus is real. Yeah. And so I believe that in order for us to heal with Jesus, mm-hmm. we have to talk about these things. Yeah. Um, so Jesus and I are, I think we're getting to know each other yeah. because I thought I knew him for a really long time yeah. and realized I just knew what the church told me. Yeah, that's real. Um, so now I'm getting to know him mm-hmm. again and figuring all and that out. And that in itself so. takes a lot of trust. And I mean, and actually all the access to do was stress. I mean, we complicate it um, right. so much and we have all these things we're supposed to do, but he asks us to trust and that process just takes trust. Um, and the fact that you're even going out on dates with him <laughs> <laughs> says a lot. So going out on dates with Jesus. I mean, <laughs> having coffee, whatever. We can, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, but I think this is good. I think yeah. it's good for, I mean, selfishly, I think it's good for my healing, mm-hmm. for your healing, mm-hmm. to talk about things and mm-hmm. and figure it out, um, and for just the ability to be able to say, like, this time well spent thing, Yeah, and that's, that's hard. Like, yeah. that's a hard thing. Um, and I think that I, I have a certain level of empathy for people um, that God has given me. So I hear that. But uh, when I first read it, I was like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I can see that, you know, like going through this process. And, and it's it's just, you have to be careful because not everybody's process is the same. You can't, again, you can't look at a, a victim of child abuse and say, oh, that was good for you. That was time well spent. You did like, good. You would get punched in the face real quick right, right. if you said your abuse mm-hmm. was time well spent for you. Yeah. Like, and left it at that. Or for all of that, us. Or for all of for us. For the church. We benefit yeah. so much from that time. We're going to get healing from you being abused. Right. That's sticky. It's sticky. Mm-hmm. And, but the church, unfortunately, has used that type of language, whether they meant to it yeah. to do it or not. Mm-hmm. That's language that they've used. I felt for a long time that I wasn't going to have healing of my own, mm. that all the things that I went through that I couldn't even like deal with and talk about, mm-hmm. it made me who I was. Yeah. And it was just going to be used. Right. And this is what makes you valuable to right. the body now, to the church. And without that, who are you? So like... There are literal people who walk around feeling like healing is not for me. Um, I'm always going to be like this. But it's worth it because other people... Other people are going to get healed. Right. Which, again, makes us just a pawn. Right, which is further victimizing people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I just... I think there's a ton of people in the church that feel this way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so doing this podcast yeah. you know again is a little bit selfish on my end because mm-hmm. i'm like maybe i'll get some answers and yeah. get some healing for myself yeah. but i also would love to have people listen that are like oh, i feel that way right and at least i know i'm not the only one that feels right. this way it validates your feelings right. and your emotions and i feel like you know as much as it's hard to believe god cares about those things he cares about how you feel um and he's okay with you being sad and angry and 
Um, there's a time for that. <laughs> a time for there's everything. a time to cry. There's a time to be angry. There's a time to yell and scream. There's a time to um, walk away and think about it. It's okay to think. Yep. It's okay to think. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I grew up in church for a long time feeling like it was not okay to think. Because um, it was a form of doubt. Yeah. Questioning. You're thinking through something. Why do you yep. need to think about it when it's right here? Just read this and go. Yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I think that's great. Um, it's freeing, hopefully, for other yeah. people. But also, it, we gotta, it's okay to be selfish in the fact that you want your freedom. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Well... Next time, who knows if we'll talk about a scripture or some other thing. But I know that it's going to probably stir something in at least one of us. Yep. Yep. Um, And then before long, we'll be talking to other other people about their stuff and what they're going through. I was thinking as we were talking about the the Friday, Saturday, like um, we haven't really defined that today. But, you know, if you go back to the last episode. Right. (laughs) You'll get an understanding of why we continue to. Point back to that. Right. Um, but we all have those. We all have those Friday moments. We all have those Saturday moments. And um, hopefully we're finding value in both of those, even if we don't see Sunday the way people describe it always. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, until next time, <laughs> Shrika, have a good week. Yeah.